Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Well, I hope everyone had a wonderful Labor Day holiday yesterday, enjoying your family and friends. And now that you're well rested, (laughs) it's time to get back to reality and get down to business. So today, you are going to discover a key of E major harmonic workout. You're going to learn how to think within the key of E major harmonically. And you are going to play essential jazz piano voicings, block chords, traditional and contemporary shells, plus two-handed shapes, using common harmonic motion. And on top of all that, you're going to play various rhythmic comping patterns, focusing on 16th notes. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you consider yourself a seasoned and experienced professional, you're going to find this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of E major harmonic workout to be very beneficial. But before we dig in, I want to, as I always do, welcome new listeners to the Jazz Panel Skills podcast. And if you are indeed a new Jazz Panel Skills listener, if you are indeed new to Jazz Panel Skills, I want to personally welcome you and I want to invite you to become a Jazz Panel Skills member. All you have to do to become a member is simply visit jazzpianoskills.com. And once you arrive at the homepage, you can begin to explore the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you to use and to help you significantly improve your jazz piano skills. For example, as a jazz piano skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets. These are the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs that are available for every weekly podcast episode. Now, these these are educational tools that I develop every week uh, to go along with each podcast episode. They are invaluable educational tools that you definitely want to have in your hands as you listen to the podcast lesson and you want to have sitting on your piano as you practice as well. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the sequential Jazz Piano Curriculum. Now, this is an online curriculum that is loaded with comprehensive courses, all of them using a self-paced format. There are educational talks, interactive media to test your skills. There are video demonstrations in all 12 keys of the Jazz Piano skill being taught. There are play-alongs, and there's a ton more. So check out the Jazz Piano Skills curriculum as a Jazz Piano Skills member. You also have access to the online weekly masterclasses, which are essentially an hour, one-hour lesson with me each and every week. As a Jazz Panel Skills member, you also have access to the online interactive fake book. Now, this is a fake book that gives you access to jazz standards from the Great American Songbook, right? And you'll be able to enjoy the chord changes, uh, lead sheets, harmonic function lead sheets. There are play-along files, historical insights, inspirational recordings, and so much more. It's an ever-growing collection of tunes that you should absolutely discover, learn, and play. And you also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, have access to the private Jazz Panel Skills community, 
which hosts a variety of engaging forums. There are podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and of course, there are just general jazz piano forums for you to enjoy. Uh, of course, you have access to all of them, and you will have the ability to contribute to them as well, which I certainly encourage you to do. I want you to share, engage, and grow. And last but not least, you have access to unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support provided by me whenever and as often as you need it. So again, take a few minutes, visit jazzpanelskills.com to learn more about the educational opportunities that await you and how to activate your membership. Now, there are several membership plans to choose from, and I am quite certain there is one that is perfect for you. But nevertheless, if you get there, you have some questions, please let me know. I'm always happy to spend some time with you, answer any questions that you may have, and to help you in any way that I can. Okay, now let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's get after this key of E major harmonic workout. All right. As all of you regular listeners know, right, I go through this little routine every time we begin our exploration of a new key. Right. And of course, I'm going to go through it again today just simply because, well, I love doing it. It's fun and um, it's now tradition. So are you ready? Here we go. I want to encourage you to say it along with me. Especially if you've been a regular listener, you know the routine. So here we go. The key of C major is over. The key of F major, over. Key of B flat major, we did that back in March. It's over. Key of E flat major, gone. The key of A flat major, over. The key of D flat major, <laughs> long gone. The key of G flat major, over. And now, the key of B major that we have been exploring in the month of August, it's now over. Now, I don't know about you, but I always feel good about moving on. And even if I know that I do not have a complete handle on the skills that I've been working on, it's always good to move on. And, and I've said this many times throughout this journey that we started way back in January. It's a big deal to keep forging ahead, no matter what, no matter how well you think you have mastered or have not mastered the essential jazz piano skills in the previous keys, or how shaky you may believe your jazz piano skills are in the previous keys. We must always be moving forward. Forward motion is the name of the game. Without question, it is the key to developing our jazz piano skills and becoming an accomplished jazz pianist. Now, I mentioned this point last month, and I want to bring it to your attention again. If you are truly serious about wanting to improve your jazz piano playing, which I know you are, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, then your goal should be to experience as much data as possible. In other words, you must have a plan that allows you to cycle through essential jazz piano skills in all 12 keys. 
Your jazz journey must always be experiencing forward motion. As I like to say, you cannot let grass grow under your feet when trying to become an accomplished jazz pianist. Now, you've heard me say this before as well. The number one reason why people find it difficult to improve their jazz playing is because they are always practicing the same things in the same keys over and over and over again. In essence, they are simply running in place. They never push forward and move through the keys as we have been doing throughout this entire year, right? Our plan from the beginning, right? 12 months, 12 keys, essential jazz piano skills, voicings, scales, arpeggios, chord scale relationships, improvisational vocabulary, rhythms, right? It's such a good plan, such a good approach, and quite honestly, it's a great time frame. One year, 12 months, 12 keys. So today we begin tackling, new month, right, September, today we begin tackling the key of E major. So as I have stressed over and over, once we move on, we move on. In other words, we do not sneak back to the key of B, or to the key of G flat, or the key of D flat, and so on. We do not sneak back without anyone looking to simply check out how well we remember the voicings, or the scales, or the arpeggios in that key, right? Those keys are over. It's time to move on. And after all, by moving on, we improve the previous keys, right? You've heard me say this as well. If you want the key of C to get better, practice in the key of F. If you want to get better in the key of F, practice in the key of B flat, and so on, right? By moving on, we actually improve our skills in all keys, right? Keys do not, op keys do not function or exist within a vacuum. They all impact one another. So by moving on, even though we have loose ends, we are still improving the previous keys. So the books on the key of B major are closed as we move on to the key of E major. And as we have done with the previous keys we have explored this year, C, F, B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat, G flat, and B, we begin harmonically, as we always do. We are going to explore the seven chords found within the key of E major. E major 7, F sharp minor 7, G sharp minor 7, A major 7, B dominant 7, C sharp minor 7, and G sharp minor 7 flat 5. We're going to explore these chords using four specific approaches to voicings. Voicing them, right? Blocks, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed shapes. And we will then, as we did in the keys of F, B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat, G flat, and B, apply those voicings to various rhythmic patterns, which, as you know, have become increasingly more and more challenging each and every month. So I want to remind you that you can take the rhythmic patterns that we have studied in the keys of F, B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat, G flat, and B, you can take all of those patterns 
and you can begin using them with the voicings that we are about to get under our fingers for the key of E. That's not only okay, but but that's a great idea to do that, right? And you should be carrying these various rhythmic patterns that we have been studying throughout the year. You should be carrying them forward as we move into new keys. I have throughout this year talked about improvisational vocabulary, and I want to revisit my thoughts about improvisational vocabulary today because we need to hear it again, right? Not just once, not just twice, three times, four times. We need to hear it over and over and over because it's that important to our musical development, to our jazz development. So when jazz educators, when we talk about developing improvisational vocabulary and whenever this topic comes up, right, it It's always, always, always discussed from a melodic point of view. In other words, the expression improvisation vocabulary, it's become synonymous with melodic playing, which is only a third of the entire picture, right? In in addition to emphasizing melodic development, we need to spend time discussing and focusing on harmonic development and rhythmic development. And that is precisely what all of the harmonic workouts are about, harmonic and rhythmic development. So when studying a solo, a melodic transcription, we do so, if if we're going to do it correctly, we do so in such a way that the ideas and the approaches to melodic development displayed by the artist serve as a launching pad or gateway to discovery of our own melodic creativity. As I said a couple of weeks ago, we don't study a Bill Evans transcription in hopes of becoming an inferior replica of Bill Evans. (laughs) We study a Bill Evans transcription so that Bill Evans can introduce us to our creative reservoir. Now, if you have not thought about this, I strongly encourage you to do so. And think about this as well. When we focus on harmonic development, voicings, and rhythmic development time, we should be doing so in the spirit of discovering our unique form of musical expression. And again, this is exactly what these harmonic and the melodic workouts are all about. The voicings I share with you today for the key of E major, and as I've been sharing with you throughout the year, The voicings I share with you help you discover the sounds, the harmony that that you are drawn to. And the rhythms I introduce, that I've been introducing throughout the year, are done to help you develop a stronger internal sense of what I like to call expressive time. Now, what I've just discussed here, it's certainly a lot to process and digest. So, Rewind and listen to it several times, but but think about it. And of course, as always, if you have any questions, let me know. I'm always happy to help. So today we tackle the key of E major. And the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we begin our key of E major harmonic workout for the month of September. Number two, we are going to play essential harmonic voicings that you need to discover, learn, and play block shapes, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed shapes. Number three, we are going to utilize 
a very relaxed rock groove of 85. Yes, you heard me correct. <laughs> a rock groove. Now, I always encourage everyone all the time when practicing to explore various grooves and to explore various tempos. So when I'm talking about exploring various grooves, I'm not always talking about those grooves have to be authentic jazz grooves. In fact, you should always be stepping outside of your comfort zone, exploring a lot of different grooves from a lot of different genres. So today we're actually going to use nice little rock groove to help us get our rhythms under our belt. Number four, we are going to explore 12 rhythms focusing on the 16th note, especially four note 16th note groupings. And number five, we will apply our rhythmic patterns, as always, to the classic 2-5-1 progression in the key of E major. Now, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now, hit the pause button. I want you to download and print your podcast packets, the illustrations and the lead sheets. Again, your membership, right, grants you access to all of the educational podcasts for every weekly podcast episode. As I mentioned, every week you should be using these podcasts, especially when listening to this episode, and you should absolutely be using them when you are practicing. So if you are listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, so on and so on, then be sure to go directly to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to download your podcast packets. And you will find the active download links within the show notes. Okay, and one final but extremely important note that I mentioned every week because it's so important. If you have been listening and you think that the key of E major harmonic workout and the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play, if you're thinking that this is all over your head, then I would say stop it. Just stop. No worries. Just continue to listen and grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening to this podcast episode, right? Every new skill is over our heads when first introduced, but this is how we get better, right? We place ourselves smack dab in the middle of conversations where we hear things, we're hear, hearing verbiage and words, right, that, that we've never heard before, and we're forced to grow intellectually. So I say it all the time. All musical growth begins upstairs mentally or conceptually before it can come out downstairs physically in your hands. So if, if you think these skills are over your head, so what? Sit back, listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and learn. The play will come in time. It always does. Okay, the very first thing I want to address is the very last page of your lead sheets packets. It's, it's labeled Skill 17. And the title of the page is Comping Rhythms. Now you will notice 12 rhythmic patterns, as has been the case throughout the entire year, right? 12 rhythmic patterns labeled letter A through letter L. You will also notice that these rhythmic patterns, you can just visually see it, right? I mean, these, these patterns focus 
primarily on 16th notes. And you will also notice that each of these rhythmic patterns is to be played over the 2-5-1 progression in the key of E major, which is exactly what we are going to do today, right? So our 2-5-1 progression, F sharp minor 7 to B dominant 7 to B major 7. Now, we're going to focus on skill 17 in this podcast episode, but that does not mean that you bypass practicing skills 1 through 16 found in the lead sheet packet, right? All four voicing types should be practiced first without rhythm as outlined in skills 1 through 16. And as always, use the play-alongs included in your with your podcast packets. And obviously... Obviously, right, I do not have time in this podcast episode to play through all 16 exercises and then play all 12 rhythmic patterns. So I'm I'm going to trust, as I always do, that you do not get the cart ahead of the horse, that you actually take the time to practice skills 1 through 16 to make sure that you have a handle on each of the four voicing types as applied to the the chords found within the key of E major. And again, that's E major 7, F sharp minor 7, G sharp minor 7, A major 7, B dominant 7, C sharp minor 7, and D sharp minor 7 flat 5, or D sharp half diminished. Then, then once you have a handle on all these voicings, the four voicing types for the chords found within the key of E major, then turn your attention to developing your, your rhythmic skills using the voicings as you play the 2-5-1 progression in the key of E major, right? Good game plan, right? All right, so let's dig in. Okay, so we have skill 17 out of our lead sheet packet in front of us. Let's look at letter A, rhythmic pattern letter A. Again, we're going to utilize the 2-5-1 progression to play through all of our rhythms today. Our F sharp minor 7, B dominant 7, E major 7. Now, each one of these lines, letter A through letter L, I will play through six times. First time through, I'll just comp using 2-5-1. Very simple. Then I will play the rhythmic pattern as notated on your lead sheet, in your lead sheet, four times. I'll repeat it four times so that if you're going to use this podcast episode to practice along with, you'll know that we're going to cycle through these rhythms four times. And then the last time, uh, I will go back to just playing two, five, one again to end in the um, exercise, right? So what I want to do is I want to bring the ensemble in. Again, we're going to use a nice little rock groove of 85, comfy groove. And, uh, Let's listen to letter A and let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go.
lot of fun. Now, you notice, right, we're dealing with 16th notes here, grouping of four 16th notes. And letter A, right, I just placed those 16th notes on count one of measure one, measure two, measure three, and measure four, count one. So letter B, if you take a look at it, I'm shifting those 16th notes to fall on count two. Now we're going to practice playing our 16th notes starting on count two. So we have a rest on count one and measure one, two, three, and four. Again, just like letter A, I'm going to repeat the same rhythmic motif four times. All right. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check out letter B. Here we go. thinking uh, how if you're asking yourself how am I thinking about the 16th notes articulating the 16th notes I'm kind of old school I know there's a lot of different ways to go about it but I'm old school and I articulate it as one e and a, or two e and a, or three e and a. this goes back to my beginning band days right uh, so but you know people use different different um, syllables to articulate the 16th notes. Personally, I, like I said, I'm old school and I use one eanda, two eanda, three eanda, and four eanda when I want to practice articulating my 16th notes. Okay, so now let's look at letter C. So letter A, we placed the 16th notes on count counts one of each measure, count one of each measure. Letter B, we placed the 16th notes on count two of every measure. Now we're going to place, shift our 16th notes over again. We're going to place our 16th notes on count three. And again, the same rhythmic mo motif I'm going to repeat. Measure one, measure two, measure three, and measure four. All right, so let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out letter C with our 16th notes placed on count three. Here we go.
So you know what's coming, right? Letter A, the 16th notes were on count one. Letter B, 16th notes placed on count two. Letter C, 16th notes placed on count three. Letter D, 16th notes placed on count four. And again, I'm going to play the same rhythmic motif in each measure. Measure one, measure two, measure three, and measure four. All right, so this is, you know, letter A through letter D is just a way to help us get acclimated to our 16th notes, our four 16th notes beamed together. Get used to, used to that, little, that motif and placing it on different beats within the measure. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out letter D. Here we go. Very nice. So now that we've got letter A, B, C, and D out of the way, where we're moving our 16th notes around to each beat of the measure, now let's start uh, shuffling the deck a little bit and having some fun. So we're going to bring start bringing in some rhythmic ideas that uh, we have dealt with in the past. You can see right away that uh, letter E, we have a dotted quarter eighth pattern followed by a couple eighth notes. We have 16th notes in measure two falling on count two. Of a tied note at the end of that measure, right? Then we have our, our eighth quarter eighth motif that we've dealt with uh, in measure three on counts one and two and on three and four. And then we have some more 16th notes to deal with in measure four on, on count three. So this should be fun. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's listen to letter E. Here we go.
using, just so you know, I'm using uh, two-handed voicings to play these rhythmic patterns today for all 12 uh, exercises, letter A through letter L. You can use any of the voicings uh, that you are working on, whether they be your block shapes or your traditional shells, contemporary shells. Um, feel free to use any of the voicing types that you'd like or that you feel most comfortable with. Also, not a bad idea to just clap through these rhythms as I'm playing them. Clap through them or take a single note, you know, F sharp, B, E, and play the rhythms using a single note, right? I even in lessons have students, I have a pair of rhythm sticks, like that little drumsticks that we tap together when we're practicing rhythms, right? Or maybe you got a hand drum at home, played on a hand drum, right? There, right? So there's various ways to practice rhythmic motifs and rhythmic ideas and rhythmic patterns uh, other than just pl playing on the piano. And, and in fact, I encourage you to do so. Okay, so now let's take a look at letter F. And wow, what do we see right away? We've dealt with this before, right? Quarter note triplet. Quarter note triplet on counts one and two in measure one. Then check out what we got in measure two. We have our eighth two sixteenth notes beamed together. And then we have another quarter note triplet in measure three. And you can also see there we have our sixteenth uh, notes, uh, our four sixteenth notes beamed together in measure one and measure three. And then we have our sixteenth notes beamed to an eighth note in measure four. So wow, we we have a lot of a lot of different rhythmic patterns that we have dealt with throughout the year all all crunched in here in letter F. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check it out. Here we go. Six down, six more to go. So look at letter G. All right, we have to deal with these single eighth notes falling on the back side of the beat. So in measure one, we have eighth notes on, on the back side of count one, back side of count two, back side of count three, and back side of count four, going right into four sixteenth notes beamed together in measure two, four sixteenth notes beamed together, together in measure three. And then we have the familiar eighth two sixteenth notes beamed together in measure four so this should be fun so let's let's bring our rock band back in and let's check out letter g and see what we think here we go
above it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun right there. So, okay, letter H. Well, here we go, right? Right, right, measure one. We have eighth to beam to get an eighth note beamed together with two sixteenths, and then two sixteenths beamed together with an eighth note. R counts one and two. Measure two, we have another uh, four sixteenth notes beamed together, and then check out measure three. Eighth note triplets on counts one, two, three, and four. Tricky, tricky, especially coming out of all these sixteenth notes that we're playing. So, Let's not uh, let's not put this off any further. Let's let's bring the ensemble back in and and let's check out letter H. Here we go. tricky uh i i had i had to practice that that's that's tricky you know all the 16th notes and then sliding into the eighth note triplets so all right so now let's attack letter i and man visually whoa look at measure one four 16th notes beamed together followed by an eighth two 16ths beamed together followed by two 16ths and an eighth beamed together <laughs> counts one two and three Wow, count carefully. Measure two, four sixteenths beam together. And then check out measure three. We, the backside eighth note on count one going into a quarter note on count two. And then a backside eighth note on count three going into a quarter note on count four. Then four sixteenth notes beam together on count two in measure four. So again, you know, this is not, <laughs> this isn't any easier. So, Let's go ahead and do it. Let's check out letter I. Here we go.
Very nice. Onward to letter J. What is it that I've I've said before, you know, the hardest thing for a jazz pianist to play? The hardest thing for a jazz pianist to play is nothing. <laughs> nothing. So look at letter J. Always challenging. You have three beats of nothing before you come in with four sixteenth notes beamed together. Right? So uh, measure two, pair of eighth notes. Then we have some more nothingness on counts two and three, followed by four sixteenth notes beamed together, followed by two more eighth notes, followed by two, two counts of nothing, followed by four sixteenth notes beamed together. And then we got the whole note on measure four where we just sit tight, right? We're not really moving, no motion. And then we come, it circles back around with three more beats of silence. So, you know, what's challenging about letter J, you know, yes, we have the 16th notes that we're dealing with in letter J, but you know, quite honestly, it's the silence that I think is challenging. As I said, it's hard for jazz pianists to play nothing. So let's check out letter J. Let's count carefully. And here we go. Looking at some more traditional rhythms that we have dealt with throughout the year. We have our eighth quarter eighth combination. We have eighth notes at, in measure one. We have eighth notes that fall in the upbeat or the backside of counts one and two in measure two. Right. Um, so we've dealt with we've dealt with these rhythmic patterns before. And then we have, of course, our 16th notes, four 16th notes beamed together in measure one, measure two and measure three. So this should be fun, too. So. Let's uh, bring let's bring our rock band back in and let's check out uh, letter K. Here we go.
really nice. So, believe it or not, we're here we are, letter L, the last rhythm of the day. And, of course, it's, you know, kind of like uh, fireworks on 4th of July. We always like to save the big bang for the last, the very last, the very end, right? So, letter L, if you look at it, nothing but 16th notes flying at you, right? So, and now back to back. Right. Measure one, we have four sixteenth notes beamed together, followed by four, uh, follow, I'm sorry, followed by two sixteenth notes and a, and a quarter. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a big bang, all right, I tell you. So let's try this again. Measure one, four sixteenth notes beamed together, followed by two sixteenth, sixteenth notes and an eighth beamed together. Then we do the same thing in measure two. However, we shift the rhythm from counts one and two counts two and three. Then we have four sixteenth notes beamed together in, on count one and measure three, followed by four sixteenth notes beamed together in on count three. Then we get to count four, I mean measure four. Wow. <laughs> I'm butchering this, but it, you, you got it, man. You're, you're following along, which is great. Thank you. And then in measure four, we have four sixteenth notes beamed together on count two. So what I, what I was trying to do there, right? Measure three and measure four. You got sixteenth notes on counts one, counts three, and then in measure four, counts to count two. Okay, enough. Let's just bring the ensemble in and let's just listen. Here we go. Check it out. As always, we have unpacked an amazing amount of information in one very short and one very fast hour, right? So do not underestimate, do not underestimate the importance of being able to play rhythmic patterns in time using correct jazz voicings. Do not underestimate the importance of this. In fact, this this is the area in which I think jazz musicians practice the least. And quite honestly, I think it's the most important. So be honest with yourself always, right? If you cannot play these rhythms, right, these 16th note patterns, which are not easy, if you are having difficulty, then continue to practice rhythmic ideas that we have explored in previous harmonic workouts throughout the year and just remain patient. The rhythmic development will come, right? Now, 
The patterns we use today while playing our four voicing types allow you to allow you to develop your ability to track and feel time. And now again, when you're practicing these rhythms, use the voicings that you are most comfortable with. Okay. Because the objective really, quite honestly, the objective is the development of time and feel, not the voicing when you're doing these uh, rhythmic exercises. So, so often when students struggle playing jazz, I've said this before, so often it's because of their inability to successfully track time. So I don't, this is the objective of doing these rhythmic patterns. So in other words, knowing where count one is important. Knowing where count two is important. Count three, count four, important. Do not guess, right? If you do guess, you have a greater chance, as I've said, winning the lottery, being struck by lightning, or leaping tall buildings in a single bound, right? I guarantee it. If you guess, you're going to guess wrong. <laughs> you're just simply going to guess wrong. So next week, next week, we jump into the key of E major melodic workout. And of course, I will also introduce some rhythmic twists for that workout as well, focusing on 16th notes. So as I have been stressing every month, hang in there, just hang in there with me this year and you will experience a ton of jazz piano growth, right? You will love where you are musically by the end of the year and you're going to feel great getting through all 12 keys in 12 months. Now, once again, I want to encourage you, use, especially you jazz piano skills members, use the podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets and the play alongs to guide you as you study and practice. These are educational tools that will help you gain a mastery of the jazz piano skills conceptually, physically, and of course, musically. As always, always be patient. Developing mature professional jazz piano skills takes time. I say that all the time, but I'm not sure everybody hears that all the time. Developing Mature professional piano skills takes time. So begin structuring your practicing after the playing demonstrations I modeled for you today in this podcast episode. And I guarantee you will begin to see, feel, and hear your progress. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring the key of E major harmonically to be insightful and beneficial. And don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills Ensemble member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss this podcast episode lesson, exploring a key of E major harmonically, to discuss it in greater detail, and of course, to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Again, use the educational podcast packets for this podcast lesson. And of course, check out and use the Jazz Panel Skills courses to maximize your musical growth. And make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Panel Skills community. Get involved, contribute to the various forums, and make some new Jazz Panel friends. It's always a great thing to do. Now, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. My extension here at the Dallas School of Music is 211. You can reach me by email, 
drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com or you can use the SpeakPipe widget that is found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website to send me a message as well. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now, and until next week, enjoy the key of E major harmonic workout, and most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.